Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Misa Mike Elberton, and who is Misa with me tonight? Peter, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Bingham <laughs> Pankratz, the author of The Fifth Civilization. And I'm Kerry Carusetta on Twitch, K-E-R-O-S-E-T-A, and I move for a vote of no confidence in Chancellor McCarthy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We are here to talk about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, directed by George Lucas. I would say that joke. Right, I would say that joke wouldn't be timely when this episode airs, but you never know. Yeah, you never. This this is being recorded on January sixth, twenty twenty three. This will probably this will be released in early February, but there's a chance it will. Insurrection day. Insurrection day. Everybody, everybody, celebrate Insurrection Day. Does everyone observe? (laughs) Some people are. Yes, I store my local capital this morning. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're actually holding in my my town. They're holding a a prayer vigil for the the victims. The political prisoners of the January mm. six tomorrow. I like how people that die during it. No, 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 no. The people no, that no. do the, the killing. <laughs> the Republican Party what... in my town is having a prayer vigil at our like at our fairgrounds for it. For you want to say what state you live in? I, I live in Texas. <laughs> I live in the most the biggest conservative city in Texas. I mean, I don't right. care what crime you do. If you go into a place that you're that's a government facility and you go and show your face around and put it on pictures and then post those pictures on the internet, whatever the fuck happens to you at that point, that's your own damn fault. I don't know, Mike. Only Sith deal in absolutes. I, I mean, I, I don't care what riots, universe you're from. That's a stupid <laughs> idea. When the riots happened here in Minnesota in Minnesota in 2020, oh, and I the guy about, yeah, y'all had that. burned down the police station. The reason they caught the dumbass that was that one of the dumbasses that did it. He went to work, bragged about it, got fired from his job, and they went to his house. So they sent the police after him. He had memorabilia that only could be from the police station in his house. Well, yes. Oh, he's got to take souvenirs. I mean, sure, you can, but then you don't open your fucking mouth. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're going to commit a crime, I don't care what crime you're committing. Like, it's it's not a good idea to, like, I mean, look at serial killers, for example. A lot of them, you have to take trophies, but some of them go for years because they, they don't say anything until they're stupid. Oh, I'm sorry I derailed us into the real world. <laughs> That's okay. You got to take your time slowly over a long period of time. You know, manipulate the powers and then start an, start your army and then start a clone war and then fake your death. Fake your death. <laughs> exactly. That's how you really get away with the crime. And then 80 years later, your clone. Right. Will raise an army of Star Destroyers out of the ground. And, you know, somehow, somehow, you know, I'll be worried when I get back because I'm going to try to watch that movie for the again. For the first time since theaters this year, if we can do it, is my point. That'll be very. And I'm really scared because I love Rise of Skywalker. I cried in that theater, and it was Happy Tears. <laughs> and I'm worried that they will not be Happy Tears when I rewatch it. That was the last movie I saw before COVID. <laughs> yes, it was. It was mine as well. Yes. Thankfully, thankfully, during that brief moment when we thought COVID was over, I saw Black Widow, and that was you know oh, better, not great, but. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, I'm, I'm I'm a sucker for it. So I'm already. Uh, I'm a sucker for Florence Pooh. She was amazing in that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of amazing actresses, that Natalie Portman's in this movie. Yeah, you know, I think the, the that is what everyone says. She's an amazing actress, and I, I don't doubt it. But I'm trying to think of a movie I've seen her in where I thought she was really great, other than Black Swan. Not this movie. Well, well definitely yeah. not these. Not these movies. <laughs> the Leon, Leon the Professional. I mean, she was a yes. young kid. Oh, yeah, I mean, she's good in that. She she's like eleven. Or 12, 14. Right. I mean, that's that was still, a yeah. for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. She does all a right. really good job in that. That movie's fucking just, ugh. 
Good movie, but whew. So I think, yeah, Black, Sw- Black Swan should have won an Oscar for her, right? She should have. Black Swan is really good. I think, I think Annihilation is supposed to be good with her. Oh, Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation is amazing. All right, I take back everything I said. Yeah, she's amazing in <laughs> Annihilation. is an incredible movie. I haven't many, seen it enough of her movies. Yeah. With many actors, sometimes the material you have to work with kind of determines yeah. what people think of you. And this movie is the material. It it's takes terrible. a good actor. It was written on a legal pad over the right. co- course of a weekend. <laughs> right. He started with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away and then said, what if we talked about trade disputes? <laughs> so I, mean... I, I just have to say, I just have to say, I have been on the hating that I was I, I've gone through a whole evolution on these movies. This. So I'm I think I'm older than I know I'm older than Mike. Um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be 40 in a couple of months. Yeah, you're older than me, too. Yeah. So this movie came out. I know exactly when it came out because I was working at Target. It was my junior year of high school. I was 16 and I was working at Target when this movie came out. I was the toy guy and I saw this movie in the theater. I absolutely loved it. I saw it twice in the theater, which is something I never do. I loved it, loved it when I was 16 years old. I have to my right purchased from Target when I worked there two different statues of Darth Maul, including one that I hand painted. I loved I love these movie of this movie. And then over time, I got out of college and I started going, oh, man, I don't know. This movie's not as good as I remember it being. Every time I watched it, I liked it less and less. And then, you know, we all, I think, hit that point probably around the time the uh, Red Letter Media Phantom, Phantom Menace uh, video came out. Everyone, like, really turned on it hard, and including me, and I hated it for years. And then the Disney sequels came, and I was like, I don't know, maybe Phantom Menace isn't that bad. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. <laughs> And I, so I actually have not seen this movie in about, I've watched little bits and pieces, but I haven't seen the whole movie all the way through in about 12 years, maybe 15 years, 15, about 15 years. And I watched it yesterday and today and I came really going, "Eh, it's not that bad. No, it's, it's 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 the best of the prequels. Oh, it's definitely the best of the prequels. I mean, people, people have like, I think young people have like had a referendum and decided to retroactively pretend that episode three is good. It's terrible. Episode three is it's not as bad as episode two, but it's very bad. It's it's a good movie if you watch the Clone Wars and think uh, that that was already written before and when it wasn't. Then it's a good. It's movie. got fan service for. I mean, it even then it's not a good movie. It's a, it's not good storytelling. Like you have like a thirty five minute lightsaber duel. It's dumb. <laughs> I right, we'll get I take the position that it is indeed. It's a very. I think Phantom Menace is a very fun movie, and I had a good time watching yeah. it. I don't think it's a good movie in any sense of the. <laughs> oh, Phantom Menace! Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying right. I I I I I played Marvel Snap while watching it. Right. And I put down Marvel Snap for a couple of spot, a couple of scenes, and I came away from it going, and I, and I spread it out over two days, and I was like, yeah, not bad, not good. <laughs> I put it like, and, and I, I, I kind of came up with a ranking, and it came up seven out of, and that's out of eleven movies. I mean, seven out of eleven isn't bad. It's and it's it's better than Book of Boba Fett. It's better. It's better than it's. It's probably on par with Obi Wan. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, it does have. It does have. You know. Compared to Obi Wan, it has more interesting set pieces, more interesting yeah. duels, and better, more interesting better actors. Cor- better choreographed action. Right. I mean, as part of it, you get a movie budget, but still, you know, some of these, some of these actors are really hamming it up and they're really good. And it helps that you've got mm-hmm. some people in there who are taking it seriously. 
and yeah. some people who are not taking it seriously. Yeah, I still love the beginning of this movie. I love all this stuff when they first get when they get to the ship. Yeah, like yeah. it's also funny. They're like negotiation. He's like the negotiations will be short, and later on, Obi Wan's like, "You were right, <laughs> they were short." And I'm like, ah! yeah. I'm trying to pinpoint when it goes <laughs> wrong and when it went wrong for me in the theater because I remember leaving the theater being like excited but still kind of empty, being like, "I wanted something more." And, and you I've were been, like, you were like twelve. Yeah, too. I was basically wow. twelve, and I so knew you're even more mature like, moviegoer than me when I was sixteen. <laughs> well, yeah, I was not. I was not leaving the theater bouncing. I did see it multiple times. I think I'd probably see it the most times in theaters. But again, it was more of like because that's what everyone was doing at that time. Everyone's like, let's go see Star Wars again. So we did. I I bought the special collector's edition on VHS that came with like right. a uh, film. What do you call it, a frame? Yeah, like a frame c- cell. Is that? Is, I don't know what's yeah, it had like a little cell. I remember that yeah. it was a big, it was a big like multi, big deluxe box set, and it had a cell and a booklet with like a Naboo starfighter on it or something. <laughs> yeah, it had a booklet of uh, concept art that had a Naboo starfighter right. on the cover. Yeah, I, um, like I ended up throwing that, that away. <laughs> I, I can I tell you for certain yeah. it's not going to be valuable because no, it's not. I have so yeah. much Star Wars memorabilia from when I worked at Target, and right. I started like pricing it a few years ago, and I was like. All right, so this Darth Vader I've got is worth $15, and this Darth Maul is worth 15 and everything else is worth less than what I paid for it in 1999. <laughs> right. So uh, I just gave them to my son when he was, like, six and let him open them and play with them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it's, these aren't going to sit in – because I had them, like, in a sealed container. I had them in, like, a Rubbermaid container for 20 years. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, none of it's worth anything. But I do really like my Darth Maul statues. They're really cool. Uh, Darth Maul is like a really fun action character. Darth Maul is a face that sold this movie, really. Yeah, really. And him and that man, you know, that double-bladed lightsaber. And whenever, even when he's using only one blade, it's like an actual katana. The way he's holding it and stuff, and which you know doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's still cool. (laughs) And it's it's well choreographed. You've got you know the guy that plays him ray part junior you know possibly uh, a sex criminal maybe or not but definitely good at his job oh not that he's not a good enough. He's, he's been canceled mike sorry yeah uh. he's been he's been accused of sexual assault by some female stunt women i believe but I, no, no, no arrest or anything. I never met him but i saw him i was like, he was at a convention but yeah, I didn't, convention yeah i didn't pay to go meet him cuz i didn't care but he did do, he did go out behind his booth and did like the sword thing and flipped that's around awesome. a lightsaber and looked all cool. That's, that's, that's very cool. cool. Yeah. So it's cool. In my, uh, my, you know, martial art that I do, we, we have, um, at the advanced level, we, that I, that I've reached, we have staff fighting the, one of the black belts. He has a, uh, double bladed, like a, da- a Darth Maul lightsaber, like a really oh. nice one. And whenever we have like a free day up at the dojo, he brings it and like just <laughs> bust out like Darth Maul style. It's pretty awesome actually. No, the Darth Maul stuff is so good in this movie. Like that final it is. fight. It's a lot of fun. I know we're jumping ahead, but that's fine. That final fight with the music and everything, oh, that is. I bought the soundtrack to this movie. I had the CD. To the, I still have the soundtrack. I had the CD in my car for years. Yeah. That scene is just. Wah. I mean, I remember as a Do kid, it. I didn't understand, like, why the fuck is this generator in the castle? But I, I know it's playing later on or. I know now. I forget what the reasoning is, but like, oh, it's I mean, uh, it's some very whatever. forced explanation. I mean, the reason it was is. let's have a cool pit where they can fight over. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I'm, but, you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I did notice something. There's something about it that always bugs me, and that's when he and Qui Gon are fighting, and Obi Wan has to stand behind the force field and watch. 
the emitter for that force field is clearly unprotected. He right. could easily <laughs> just he could just hit the emitter and just I mean, I assume. I mean, I don't know, maybe not, but it's certainly this for a video way. game, you could just slice through that and you'd be set. So Yeah. I mean, there are video games of this. I mean, They're how many not. video games are made from this about this movie at that time? I had the I had the official PC game of this movie on my compact back in 1999, and uh, <laughs> I was it was I was uh, I couldn't get past the first level, which was the, them being on the the ship and having to escape the room with the gas, and then the droid decos would always kill me. But, okay, you uh, are right. I'm looking at that scene now. The emitters are not covered by the force field because they come from the emitters and hit the other emitter. He could uh-huh. flash at the metal piece and deactivate it. He still wouldn't get there in time, think. likely. Oh, I think he would. <laughs> he stands there. I think it would be instantaneous. Yeah. It would just collapse. And then. Yeah, and then he'd run in there, and then Darth Maul's got to fight two people again. I don't know. But then it's you wouldn't called, get the, the yeah, There's thing. some cool little moments there. There's one that I always notice is when, before they're at that part, when they're up on like the catwalks and they're fighting, there's a point where um, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon both go into attack, and in the middle of the attack, Obi-Wan all of a sudden jerks backward and goes, oh, like that, but nothing hits him. And I assume the idea is that Darth Maul just like, you know, just popped him with the force to get him oh. out of the way or something. Either that or it's a mistake. But I, I, <laughs> I rewound and watched it like five times. And I was like, yeah, no, he, he just like goes to attack and then grunts in pain and jerks backward like he hurt himself. I wonder if it was a mistake and they just kept it. Or if he got, yeah, he might have gotten hit by the by the the actual like little staff that Ray Park was using. Might have like <laughs> popped him in the knee or something on accident. I don't know. But it's just such a good scene. I mean, it's a famous scene. And I know that one of the talks about it is that like Obi-Wan is one of the strongest Jedis out of yeah. all of them at this time. Oh, really? I mean, that's one of the, the rumors because, like, you're not rumors, but like the, the fan theory. Oh, it's a fan theory. That's not because he beats Darth that. Maul. He beats, you know, in Clone Wars, he's one of the few. Like, he just does so much stuff throughout, throughout, throughout this that you know he that Palpatine knew how powerful he was. Yeah, I mean, and, maybe I'm, I'm always a fan. I'm I'm always a fan of the, or I'm not. A, I'm not usually a fan of the idea of like, oh, well, the reason this character is able to do all this stuff is because he's the most powerful. I like the idea that Obi Wan's just awesome. He's a He's smart and resourceful, smart and resourceful and tactical because that's how he beats General Grievous, you know, it's like through through cunning, not through like the force. I can't wait to talk about that part. He's he's clearly very skilled at what he does. So he's up there in the top tier of Jedi, I would say. definitely. And like when he kills Darth Maul, like he doesn't have the high ground, but he still jumps over him. That's true. But I guess it's more of Darth Maul is just overconfident and wasn't really. I don't think he was trained super well either. Because he really should have been able to kill him when he jumps over him. Like, well, he, he was right just surprised. Yeah, he was just completely shocked. Yeah. He was like, what? <laughs> but, yeah. All right, we, cut- can, we can go back to the beginning, though. So they're on the ship. And <laughs> right. <laughs> this is, um, what I would say about this is we, we definitely got to address the elephant in the room, which is the ridiculous racism in this movie. And it starts right at the beginning of the movie, in the first yes. scene. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a problem. And, you know, if it happened once, it might be more excusable, but there's at least... Three big stereotypes in this movie. Uh, there's, yeah. there's Nemoidians, which are, you know, they sound very much like an Asian. Yeah, they're very um, much supposed to be yeah. Japanese. And it's Jap- it's like, yeah. it's really bad. Oh, it's I real, did not catch that. It's really bad. Oh, no, right. come on. Yeah, it's, it's no, very I just, bad. I also watched this kind of muted. So, oh, <laughs> oh well. They, I, I'm not going to do it, but they have like cartoon, like 1970s racist cartoon Japanese That's accents. I mean, it's okay, very I, bad. I, All of them do. 
I had sound for here and there, but like I would sometimes watch it muted and just have it on while I was working and just there. So and I look and I just could see it while I'm typing yeah. while I'm doing other things. Yeah, they, so they might as well have buck teeth and like Tojo glasses on. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's very they it's they they did everything except for call the Jedi most honorable or something like it's really bad. They're straight out of like a Popeye cartoon from the 1940s. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's shitty. Of course, Watto is like super Middle Eastern. Yeah, Middle Eastern or Jewish stereotype. He has a big right. nose and he's a yeah, traitor. It, very you much. Know. Yeah, Middle Eastern Jew. Yeah, very yeah. much. Wasn't this movie pretty much all George Lucas too? Like the the prequel. Oh yeah, correctly? he wrote it on a legal pad in one weekend. They show it in the <laughs> right. behind the scenes for the movie, like the behind the scenes, like you know, on the DVD and stuff, has him like like literally writing the script on a legal pad. Right. I mean, I never wrote a movie, but I'm assuming, Peter, you can tell me this, like writing a book, I'm sure you didn't just go with the first draft you wrote, like you changed things and had other people look at it. Well, yes, yes. I don't usually go with the first draft. However, I'm not a multi-millionaire slash probably at this point, probably a billionaire. Oh, definitely. This movie's terrible. (laughs) I mean, I I enjoy them, but the writing is terrible, the prequel stuff. From what I know, from what I know of reading about the backstory, they, there were some drafts, you know, of it, but like it was the input was almost all from George Lucas. You know, yeah. there wasn't anybody. The other movies had multiple writers. I think Empire Strikes Back had three writers, I believe. Yes. And so this is just George Lucas. Exactly. Was credited just the first one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, is Lucas was edited severely on those original trilogy by his wife, who right. I believe he was divorced from by the time they made this movie. And yeah. So, this. This one is Her not edited by his wife, right? Right. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely isn't. I don't know who edits it. And <laughs> she's largely edits, she's largely credited with being like an important editor yeah. for him in his right. other movies. Well, but. you need people that are going to tell you no or tell you something stupid or you need people like that. No matter what creative project you make, you need other people than right. just yourself. And, and that's one of the things the Red Letter Media video points out is like if you look at the behind the scenes he just keeps showing people stuff and saying things and everyone's just like nodding and smiling because he like surrounded himself with a bunch of like adoring star Wars nerds. Right. And yeah, and this it's, movie, yeah, the studio was not going to push back because this movie was going to make money regardless. So 20th century Fox just said, okay, you just do whatever you want. Well, didn't he, he finance make- this? Didn't he finance this? Like, wasn't it this, isn't this the most successful indie movie of all time? Or am I, thinking I, I, I've Empire? heard that. I've heard that. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure how that all... I might be thinking of Empire Strikes Back, but yeah. there's I know one of the Star Wars movies he just self-financed, and it's the most successful indie movie of all time because of that. Yeah, uh, I, but regardless, but, uh, it was, I thought it was he did not have pushback anyway. Yeah, he had no pushback exactly, and so he just did what he wanted. And and yeah, yeah. So the Nemoidians are incredibly racist right. stereotypes. It's really bad, and it's in the first scene of the movie. <laughs> right. And it doesn't let up. It doesn't let up for the whole movie. Anytime they're there, they are the most fringe inducing stereotypes i mean it's really bad it, it it's it's a it's a literal hate crime and then yeah Watto is equally bad and then what is the third one is it this the gungans well i was gonna say the gungans slash jar jar you know jar jar is you know kind of doing a creole jamaican thing which a lot of people right. say and when I mean, the gungans are you know i think they're supposed to be you know any generic native tribe they come across probably is more african than anything oh yeah oh um, definitely definitely and that that I don't think is a problem if it's not right. stereotyped and it's not made fun of. Um, whereas Watto, it's very much meant to be like, look at this greedy Jew. And the Nemoidians, yeah. is very much look at these shifty eyed Asian, you know, imperialist. And the and helmet I, they're wearing, like the other guys that are dry, that are operating, yeah. like the goggles. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't. I'm because I'm watching a video right now of it. You are right. That does really remind me of like the Japanese propaganda from World War Two yeah, stuff. It's bad. Yeah, I love I, the red, the red letter media. Every time they show that secretary with the stuff on her face, he goes, "What's wrong with your face?" <laughs> That was like a thing me and my friends would say to each other. What's wrong with your face? Uh, yes, I remember those videos about the pizza, the pizza rolls. He really yes, oh, I, I, I love those videos. I haven't watched them in a while, but I watched them I, more recently than I watched this. But I think they're very cringy. If you watch them again, I, I would cringe. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. Probably would. But, you know, 12 years ago, it was the most hilarious thing ever. I and very, it felt so insightful. The, the right. one on um, the one that he does for Star Trek Insurrection is also oh those are gold <laughs> those Star are, gold. Trek ones the, are gold the Star Trek ones are really good the Avatar one also it's like <laughs> you didn't notice that but your brain did but anyway yeah Red Letter <laughs> Media I, I I like Red Letter Media I watch their um their current stuff which is like where they just like review movies like without the craziness without the yeah. crazy characters they just sit there and talk about movies and I like it a lot it's called That's Half better. in the Bag it's called Half yeah. in the Bag it's good. And they start off everyone with like a little three minute skit. As characters, and then the rest of it's just them talking, like podcasting, basically. It's good stuff. Which is better? But, One thing, like yeah. I really like the beginning of this movie when when they're on the ship. I think all that stuff is like I, I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. the fact they try to gas the Jedi, and that they're being manipulated by Palpatine. As you don't know, it's Palpatine. You just know right. it's some guy in a cloak. But yeah, except we all knew it was Palpatine. <laughs> I did not. Okay, I have a funny story. I don't. When I at first, <laughs> I don't know if Peter remembers this. I'm pretty sure he's the one I told when I first saw this movie. I, I saw it in theaters, or I saw it wherever. And I remember I was going at the, I was looking at toys, and I'm like, Palpatine. That's the same name as the Emperor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's when it clicked for me. Twelve year old brain was like, Oh, that's the same guy. Like it didn't. Okay, click yeah, I after. forgot that you were a child. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I see. That's so funny. I was a little bit more savvy in that I knew, like, <laughs> like I knew his name was Palpatine, and I was like, Oh, that's Palpatine. It's the same actor under the cloak. Yeah, Sidious. Because he talks yeah. in the same voice, so it's like, okay. He talks in the same voice, he looks he's, the same, yeah. Yeah, he's the Phantom Menace. Plus, you know, I'll get to I'll get to my favorite shot later, but, you know, it's, it's they don't spell it out in this movie, which is fine, but... Yeah, if you've never seen Star Wars before, then yeah. you, don't, you, you don't know for sure what's up with Palpatine. I, think, I had yeah. at the time, but I don't, like, I was, well, yeah. I was not big into it. Peter was big into it when we were kids, I was not, I don't think. Right, right, right. I, I think one of the failures of this movie is is that you do kind of have to know a lot of the Star Wars lore to go into it. And I guess it, being a prequel, it's not that big an issue. And the fact that it made, you know, millions upon millions of dollars is not an issue. But <laughs> if you're watching it just blindly, like, I can see it being confusing or you'd be like, why do I care? Why should I care about these people? Like, if you watch it as the first Star Wars movie. You're gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I guess I, I I don't know I don't know because I can't really even imagine that. No, <laughs> I can't. It's imagine. not possible for us. It's not possible. No, I know. No, I'll I mean say, for a lot of I'll people. Say, like my son, you know, my son is ten, but his first Star Wars movie was Star Wars. Right. His second Star Wars movie was Empire Strikes Back, and his third was Return of the Jedi. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and his fourth Star Wars movie was Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually am not sure if he's seen the prequels. He's seen Clone Wars and enjoys Clone Wars a lot. But I don't Good think show. he's seen the prequels actually. Yeah. Okay. He probably he maybe has. I don't. He's seen. I showed him Duel of the Fates. <laughs> the best part we talked yeah. about. That. Oh no! I just I also was always amused. One reason I'm amused by the the intro stuff, like they have the part where that ship where the ship they come in gets blown up in the Lego right. Star Wars game, which and I they had both a... immediately jump up and whip out their lightsabers right. when it happens because they can feel it. I love that. Yeah, I I like this opening too. It's I do it's I like it a lot. And they they one thing I really liked that they do in this movie they do throughout the movie but they set it up in the beginning 
And then I don't feel like they really do it almost at all in the rest of the prequels it, or, or any Star Wars movie, really, is they show them using their force powers like the way you did in the video games. Like by this point, by the time this movie came out, we had already I'd already played Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. You know, I had. And so, like, I had an expectation of, and I had read Star, I had read, you know, like a dozen Star Wars books. And I'm like, man, you know, like Jedi, like they would be moving fast, like, you know, like, uh, like the Matrix almost, you know, mm-hmm. which I think came out the same year as this, right? 99. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, they move moving fast, like the Matrix and stuff, you know, which they would. And then you watch this movie and they, yeah, they zip down when the Droidekas come, they just go and they zip down the hallway at super speed. <laughs> and it looks a little bad. It looks a little dated, but it, they need, you know, that. That is what Jedi would do. And that's we finally get to see Jedi doing what Jedi are like off the bat. Yeah, Jedi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In, in fighting and, and stuff we wanted to see in this movie. Yeah. yeah I, I love the scene where they're trying to get in the, the bridge and these, they close the big doors, but the lightsaber keeps coming through and everybody's like, Oh no, they're still coming through. I thought that's yeah. great. That's I remember great when it came out, I, that part bothered me when I was 16 and <laughs> it's dumb, but because I had just, I had just read the courtship of princess Leia oh. where Luke is, He's like outside, like in the desert and he's cold and he thinks about like it would be good if the lightsaber gave off heat because he could use it to warm himself. But lightsabers don't give off heat, according to the author of The Courtship of Princess Leia, (laughs) which as far as I was concerned, well, that's that's canon. That might as well be in the Bible. Right. You know. And so then he's like (laughs) melting through the door. And I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense because lightsabers aren't supposed to give off heat, guys. But Uh, I mean, no, I I love it. No, it's late. It's. It should burn through things. Yes, exactly. No, it doesn't. Even it doesn't give off heat. It doesn't cauterize. It doesn't necessarily cauterize wounds, though. Oh, does right? When, oh, well. When, when Obi-Wan cuts off uh, Ponda Baba's arm, it, there's no uh, cauterization. Oh, he had special alien blood vessels that did that. That's, that's <laughs> why I, I just waved it Is away. that why? Yeah, because yeah, it does just, cauterize Luke's wrist when Vader cuts his hand off. So, yeah. I just made up something that, George, that Wikipedia will can villain or whatever yeah, it'll cite this podcast this is right exactly <laughs> hey i'm okay with that i'd gladly be on wikipedia <laughs> make me happy <laughs> more people would find us right <laughs> i don't know i just i just really like the intro stuff i i yeah, like I, I like young obi-wan a lot well wayne mcgregor is such a good actor i feel yeah, i like him he does I a like great it, job no. he's the best thing about these prequels liam neeson is oh, great in it yeah he is I, I didn't know the actor actually until this movie. This is the first movie I ever ever seen seen him in. Even um, when I was older, this was the first movie I I knew is, who he was. Is this before the Haunting on Hill House? I think or it's what? the same year. Same. I think I think, I think Haunting on Hill House is after this actually. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because yeah, I remember seeing him in Haunting on Hill House. He was in a couple things before this. I or know. the House on Haunted Hill, not the Haunting on right. Hill House. Wait, no, I don't remember which one. But. The Haunting, the Haunting. It was the Haunting was the remake. Of Owen Wilson the, was, yeah, I think. yeah. He's a great actor. I mean, yeah. he does. Yeah. He helps. They're, they're both great. Yeah, he I mean, in, I really yeah. feel like this has a lot of good actors in it. Kara Knightley's in this. She's the fake. Kara Knightley is in this. Queen. Yeah. Oh, she is really. I didn't know that. Yeah, the one because I mean, the funny thing is, she gets mistaken for Natalie Portman because they look kind of the same. They look different enough. I, but. I will get to that. I, I was not fooled. I don't know if the audience is supposed to be fooled by the Padme Queen Amidala switch. I think they are, but I'm like, I knew Natalie Portman was in this, and I was like, oh, that's the Queen. I knew that. I mean, I I, I knew that Natalie Portman was. I knew who Natalie Portman was. I recognized her, and right. And uh, though I don't think I knew her from anything yet, I think that because I didn't see the professional until I was in college, uh, yeah, but I, I recognized her from like the posters and the 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 from. Jedi Insider, 
right. Star, Star Wars Insider magazine and all that. I recognized right. her from that, but I didn't I didn't know that she was going to be the queen necessarily. I was like, oh, okay, I think Padme is going to be the one that, you know, is going to be important, though. She's going to be the one that, you know, is probably going to be like Leia and Luke's mom and all that. I figured that right. much. But I didn't guess that it, the queen switch thing, and it, it was a fun little switch, I guess, but it also was dumb a little bit. Like, I mean, I get it, and people do that, right? Like, you know, that was... uh what Saddam Hussein, right? Yeah, he had, had a lot of body doubles. He had body doubles and stuff, right? But I um it doesn't like does she seem like someone who's like in constant danger from anyone other than the trade? No, she has a peaceful like, planet. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Seems, I mean it seems peaceful, right? I mean I guess right. they do make the Nabu Starfighter and that's like in well that's set up in other media as being famous, well. right? I guess <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. Like it it doesn't seem like she's someone who would need one and then I didn't when think she, she reveals had one it, all the time, but like when I watched this movie now and paid more attention to it over time, like you know, I thought they just switched later on. Like you know, it's not really going to It's the whole movie. It the means... only time she's yeah. in the queen makeup is when she goes to the Senate. Yeah, she's the one who goes to the Senate, and that's the only time in the movie she's in the queen makeup until the end of the movie at the the big you know the big um, parade at the end. Well, isn't huh. she when she you know? At the beginning? Oh, at the beginning, yeah. Yes, you're right. At the beginning, she is also. So I guess the Trade Federation, so she changes, but... In my... Yeah, what a bottom line is, I think it was a... It's a dumb... It's attempted a twist that, because Qui-Gon's not fooled, and Anakin doesn't care, it doesn't seem like the point... I don't know (laughs) what the point of the twist was. And I, by the way, I just looked, and there's several movies that Liam Neeson was in before this that I I saw, but I didn't recognize him. (laughs) Schindler's, Schindler's, Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's yeah. List, of course. He was in The Bounty, which is a movie I liked. Okay. And, and it's The Bounty is uh, about the, the mutiny on the bounty. Right. And he's uh, he's in, uh, what was the other one I've was i I've seen? Rob Roy. And he's in The Deadpool. Yeah. And Darkman. He is Darkman in Darkman. <laughs> Never so seen I, any of those movies. So I had, se- I had seen a few of these movies. And he had won an Oscar for Nell, or he was, or at least he was nominated. So... He was famous, but yeah, I, 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 not to a 16-year-old. This is the first movie <laughs> I saw in. Right. And then I went and saw The Haunting because of this movie. And God, that movie is terrible. <laughs> oh, it's a bad movie. Right, yeah. No, I just, I mean, I love Natalie Portman in movies. It, yeah, not Natalie Portman's great. Not because of this movie. <laughs> As yeah, time I, went I, on. I, I feel bad, like, earlier when I was saying, like, oh, Natalie Portman, what? And then I'm looking at her movies right now, and I'm like, oh, I love a bunch of these movies she was in. Never mind. Right. Yeah, I didn't get the twist of the fact that, like, everything with her where, you know, that they're changing character, yeah, they're, you know, she's a body double and everything. It didn't, it didn't, I didn't catch that till way later. I also didn't catch that Qui-Gon Jinn knows that Padme is Queen Amidala when they go to Tatooine because of, like, the way he, he made comments, like, I don't care what the Queen thinks. Like, you know, you're right. It makes sense that he does, you know, he knows, you know, who the Queen is. He's just like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're doing what we have to to survive. Yeah. I also I, don't. One of my stupid issues, like when they're leaving the planet, when they escape on that ship and the astromech droids go out to fix the generator and the only one that survives is R2-D2 and then, oh, look, R2-D2. Like, I'm like, it's cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, <sighs> you know, like it doesn't have to be all the same characters everywhere. Yeah, the fan guess- service stuff like bothers me more and more the older right. I get with these movies. And it's it, that is there's so much of this movie that you could cut. And I feel like you'd actually have a legitimately good movie if you cut those things. Right. Like I think the number one. Well, yeah, the number one thing that bothers me, and we might have mentioned this before, is that Anakin built C-3PO, which I think is a horrendous plot decision. Yeah, I got major problem with that. 
that I'll when you're done, I want to say. Yeah, I just that, that I guess we can talk about it later, problem. but I just I just hated that. And that's a fan servicey thing. That's an attempt to be like everything must be explained because it's all connected to this family. And it's well, that's what George Lucas kept saying at the behind the scenes stuff. You know, it's it's like poetry, it rhymes. Right. Like, that's this thing. It's like poetry. That's an idiotic thing for him to say. <laughs> it is. And, and, and it's just stupid. It, and yeah, everything about that. It's Anakin building C3PO just introduces potholes. Right. And it's unnecessary. You could, if you wanted to put C3PO in it, just have him be a droid on their ship the same way R2D2 was. The only yeah. reason, or have him be a broken, I don't know, even then, it's just dumb. Because if Anakin knows either of those droids, that introduces potholes to the whole, to the original trilogy. Yes. Yeah. So just awesome. don't have them. Have some new droids. Have my some biggest, new fun little droids in this movie. Like my big issue with it is stupid. They say he's like, Anakin makes a comment when he leaves. He's like, well, I hope mom doesn't sell you. And I'm like, you're slaves. You don't own anything. You can't sell it because Watto owns it. I'm, I'm well, we don't, we don't know the situation. Uh, that, that may not be because okay. there's different kinds of slavery. Like in, in ancient Rome, slaves owned property and all that. Kind of, I mean, they seem like okay. they own their own. I was thinking of more of American. Yeah, yeah. American slavery is especially brutal in the history yeah. of slavery. Yeah. Not that okay. slavery is not always bad, but I okay, think it's maybe. more, I think they're more like, it's like indentured servant kind of situation. Only okay. their indenture is permanent. Okay. That's the way I saw it anyway. Oh, go with it. That, that I also I, I I did like that Watto is a little affectionate toward Anakin. Right. Yeah. He feels he felt like he he does like him a little bit, and might partly be why he doesn't want to get rid of him. Waddle. Yeah, there's a little tenderness there. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> Waddle's a dumbass. <laughs> well, my the reason I say that because he bets he bets everything on the pod race in the in the end of this movie. He's like I lost everything, and like this is a guy who like the way that you know they make it. They talk about this movie that all these people all they do is bet. Yet if you're a guy who gambles all the time, you're not going to bet everything you have on one well, race. He didn't bet everything he had. He just bet a lot that he didn't. He bought. He bet the. He bet the part that he that paid. Qui Gon needed. Yeah, he paid the entry fee for Qui for for Anakin. And then he bet in exchange for that. He bet if he lost, he loses the part that Anakin, that, that Qui Gon needs. And he bet with Sabobo that Sabobo is going to win. Oh well, yeah, he bet. Yeah, but I don't think he's saying. I don't think he's bet like all of his money, right? Okay, I don't know. It sound like he did. He, he shows, that, does he show up in episode two when Anakin comes back to commit genocide? <laughs> he's very briefly. Yeah, he very briefly shows up. Yeah. Is he? Is he like destitute? Or yeah. Is he slow he, he, he is. basically is begging on the side of the road, yeah. Okay, so I guess, yeah, maybe he did bet it all. Maybe, uh, he's got a gambling problem. I don't know, it just, that you know? stupid thing. But, I mean, yes. I was just like, eh. Yeah, but, yeah, when when R2-D2 shows up on the ship, it was, it was just, it's it's really corny. Because they have all these, uh, it's neat, they have the droids go out uh, outside the ship, you know, magnetically attached to the ship, and repair. And they're yeah. just getting smoked. Just, <laughs> Just droids getting murdered. And no one gives a shit, by the way. It's like, it's like these are obviously sentient beings. Like, droids have souls, it feels like, in Star Wars. Unless they're not important to the char- the human characters, in which case they're just like, oh, droid died. But anyway, but then he ends up being the one, he gets the shields back up. And like, oh my god, he did it. That little droid did it. And then they've got to have a little scene where Amidala is like, you are to be commended. What is your number, Dwight? Oh, God, her voice. To <laughs> them, it's basically, you know, it's basically a waste, a toaster that's doing this. It's like giving an award to a toaster. For most people, I would assume. That's the thing. Yeah, and she's like, I have a Darth Vader 
Sure. Does that count? I can give it a ward. And they're, they're like, his number is R2-D2, your highness. <laughs> R2-D2. You are truly <laughs> a marvelous... Why oh, does she talk like that? It's terrible. It's a haughty. It's, it's supposed to be a haughty accent. Like, oh, oh I hate bad. it. I wonder if I hope that was the direction she was given. Yeah, I think it was. I, I, I assume it had to be a Lucas decision, but because she's too, like we said, she's too good of an actress for that. I don't know, but it's yeah, and that's her there. You're right. That's right. That's her. Not. But you are right. right. Like what you said. Oh, about no, no, it's not. Too. It's it's Karen Knightley at that point, isn't it? Because Padme, Padme goes and like is like meets Anakin in the afterward Padme is like in there like she tucks Anakin in because he's cold <laughs> wait no no that's later that's after they leave Tatooine it's cold it's in space no you're I, right it is it is it is Natalie Portman in that scene yeah I think. I think most of the time you see her it's Natalie Portman Kira Knightley might appear maybe towards more toward the end because there are yeah. scenes where the two of them are in a shot together and I think yeah and I noticed she looks back at Natalie Portman sometimes before she answers which I thought was right the, it's a cool little touch. Yeah, I think it's a cool little touch. It would have been better if it had come to anything. Right. In this Nothing. movie. It comes to something in the second movie. Right. Right. When she dies. Yeah, because they that, kill the clone. Or not the clone, they, but the decoy. The decoy. They killed the decoy. And and yeah, something like that in this movie would have helped a little bit. Because otherwise it's just like, oh, what a twist. Or no, <laughs> yes. nothing. Right? Well, that was fun. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just she just like randomly just like stands. It's like she does it to Boss Nass. And she's like, oh, actually, I'm the queen. And everyone's like, what? It's like, that didn't... It didn't do There was no purpose. To that. I didn't no. do any... I mean, I guess it's to show that you're honest, but it doesn't make you look good. <laughs> I, guess she was, I guess it was just that she felt like Kara Knightley wasn't doing a good job at convincing Boss Nass to join their side, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, just... yeah, the fan service stuff of R2-D2 and C-3PO, I guess it's there for the little kids who have seen Star Wars, presumably. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's it there for? Right. I mean, I'm assuming 12-year-old Mike got a kick out of it. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I guess maybe I did when I was 16. I don't know. I definitely had, I have among the, like, Star Wars figurines that I bought at that time, I got the C-3PO, the wireframe C-3PO. Same. I had so, Watto, C-3PO, Darth Maul. I had a couple of them. I was co- I was going to try to collect them, like, collect them, and then it didn't it didn't last long before I yeah. lost interest. Most of the, I had, I had about 30, and most of the ones I had were the Power of the Force ones that were, yeah. they, came, they came out at this time, they reissued them for this movie, but they were all, they were all original trilogy, mostly. The yeah. only ones from this one, I had, I have, um, I have two different uh, battle droids, one of them, which is like an off-color, and everyone's like, oh, that's going to be expensive, because it's like off-color, but it's only like $7. And then, I have the Darth Maul and the C-3PO. That's, I think that's it. Like those, oh, I had Jar Jar, not Jar Jar. No, no. What's his name? The, the captain guy that is like, oh, Jar Jar, you're in big doo-doo now. That idiot. Captain. Captain. Tarples? Tarples. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Tarples. Yeah, I had Captain Tarples. I think I've got Captain Tarples actually on the the shelf behind me. (laughs) I like Captain Tarples. He's, he's one of my, he's actually maybe my, Oh, I'm actually looking right now. I have Darth Maul and Queen Amidala uh, figurines <laughs> behind me, but the Queen Amidala figurine is like a new figurine that my son got in like a, a gift pack. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I okay I, a, but anyway. I do like the stuff with the Gungans. I also like the idea that they're, because I, I don't think it really clicked until this watch th- this watch for the for the show, is that they land on like, the other side of the planet so they wouldn't be detected, I guess, when they invade. Right. That's a, and yes, exactly. I appreciated that way more than I ever did before. Yeah, and then they have to go through the planet core. 
Yes, which I never understood. I do love that scene. I really enjoy them going through the water and the monster eat each other. I mean, it's a, it, yeah, that's it, fun. it serves what's, no purpose. What's a bongo? Some sort of transportation, I hope. <laughs> Just the whole scene, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I like it. I like their underground city. It looks pretty cool. I like the idea that Jar Jar was banished and has brought them back and is like facing execution or something. <laughs> He's facing something bad for coming back, but he did it anyway, right? Heroic action by Jar Jar there. And they never really say what it was in the, at least in the movie. I he said think. that he was clumsy. That's all right. he says. He says, "Ah, he's so clumsy." And like, he was so clumsy they were going to execute him. He's like, "You're so clumsy <laughs> to execute you." He's like, "I was very clumsy." <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I'll be totally honest. Watching the movie this time, Jar Jar didn't actually bother me at all. I was kind of like, "Yeah, Jar Jar's. Yeah, I can see that being funny for kids." It doesn't bother me either in in this anymore. Like, I actually. He don't bothers me him. less now than he did like 15 years ago. I mean, honestly. I think a lot yeah. to do with who we, you know, who we were then, who were younger. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I was like a 20 something, angsty 20 something who took Star Wars super seriously. And now I'm like a dad. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. It's, you know, it's cool. It's whatever. Lightsabers, Gungans, <laughs> cartoon, cartoon Rabbit gets his tongue stuck in the, yeah. in the electric thing. Cartoon <laughs> Rabbit. That's yeah. what they call him on the, the Red Letter Media. They refer to him as the Cartoon Rabbit. The movie where the cartoon rabbit steps in the poopy. Okay. It's definitely not the worst sit of this movie. I think the worst sit is the storytelling aspect. Yeah. Jar Jar is, you know, Jar Jar He's is not, not the, the, the thing that sinks this movie. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd keep Jar Jar before I would keep uh, C-3PO, R2-D2 and C-3PO in it, to be totally honest. Or especially C-3PO. I mean, C-3PO is just an, a completely extraneous to this movie. He was... Jar Jar was an innovative thing. He was a um, computer-generated character. He was, one, I think, the first realistic computer-generated character in a movie, so it was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Before okay. there was Gollum, there was him, and, you know, that's kind of a technical. And he does, he, the design is fine, you know? He looks looks like a weird rabbit. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. Like, a, like an amphibious rabbit. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and he uh, works like a as a brand-new character to have in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly, he didn't, I, I, I I thought he was not bad in this movie. He didn't bother me. I thought he was funny most of the time. If I he, enjoyed it. I think it's time for rehabilitation. I mean, I really do hope that they bring him back for some Disney Plus thing. If only for, if only to be like, here's the end of rest of his story or whatever. Like if he shows up well, in the Mandalorian. He got some stuff in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. It's, it's some live for, action. I hear you. Yeah. It's time for a live action. It's time for a two hour Jar Jar movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I felt like the People stuff. People would watch it. I felt like the stuff in Mandalorian with Ahsoka was really forced uh, because I, I honestly, I, I don't, I know we're, I know like Rosaria Dawson is like a goddess and everything, but I don't think she's a great actress and, and I'm not in love with her as Ahsoka. Um, she's fine, but I don't know. I felt like it was really forced, but I feel like Jar Jar could slot into an episode of the Mandalorian and it'd right. be fun. I bit. mean, she, yeah. she was forced because her point was to make her own show. Right. That's the only reason why she's in that episode. Which is, is coming in, I think, two weeks. Ten days, I think. Gosh, that soon? Uh, I saw a commercial for Disney Plus where it was like, January 16th on Disney Plus, and it was a bunch of stuff, and I don't know if it's all January 16th, but Ahsoka was one of the things they flash. Like that Ahsoka. means we got to cover it then yeah, after that, it's done. I don't think it is. Uh, actually, I don't think it's going to be January 16th necessarily because one of the things was Bad Batch Season 2, and that came out yesterday. So Yeah. Now you got me googling stuff. Yeah, we gotta watch. We gotta watch Bad Batch season one and two and do that. We could do it as one episode because Bad Batch season one is short. And we'll do each season as one episode because right. then it'd be easier for me to watch. There you go. We'll talk about that after that because I actually was gonna bring that up to you about doing that soon. 
Yeah, Bad Batch is I love Bad Batch season one. It's really good. Okay. Well, another thing I, I want to mention yeah. about about this movie that I that well I like the tattooing stuff. I know again it's fan service. They go to Tatooine, the same planet where you know. I remember like it didn't your bother post- me because they actually filmed it on Tatooine. I mean, uh, on uh, <laughs> Tunisia. They filmed it in the same place in Tunisia that they filmed. Not necessarily the exact same place, but around the same place. Right. I remember I had the Star Wars Insider magazine in like 1996, and it had foot. It had behind the scenes like photography of them like scouting the locations for the prequel I, movie. I, I really like the. I really like all that. I mean, I remember there being posters when I was a kid when this was coming out of like. Anakin walking in in the sand right. in the background with, with the shadow. The, the shadow is Vader. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, I, yeah. I, I have mean, that. I have that poster. Actually. One of people's complaints with with this, like Jake Lloyd, does fine. I know a lot of people give him shit, and I know he got. I think he his life did not go well after this movie. Oh he, yeah, he was bullied so bad, and he became like a drug addict and had a really hard time. I think he does fine he, for he, a child actor, but I very rarely like child actors and. Yeah, I really did not like him in this, but, but I, don't I, bl- I, think, I don't blame uh, him. He's a child, you know. Yeah. I don't blame him. I'm going to be, con- I'm going to say, you know, he's, I, I kind of cringe at his performance. I, feel I like. cringe at every line he delivers. I think Are you an nice. angel? I right. think, I, I honestly think every line he delivers in this movie is very bad. Right. I don't blame him because he's a child, but I blame bad. the script writer. That's who I blame. Well, and the well, director and, and, but honestly, he's probably just wasn't a good actor because he was eight yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. He was in jingle all the way. And that's how he, I believe that's how he got, chosen for mm-hmm. this role because that was just bit... probably watched jingle all the way with his kid right. it was like "Ooh, i should be my new anakin i, I don't know i think <laughs> well, there, there's like a fan another fan video it's not made by regular media where they suggested things you could do to fix these movies and one of the right. suggestions was just make anakin a teenager in right. the first movie make him an adult in the first movie hell make him ewan mcgregor yeah like honestly switch the roles and i mean ewan mcgregor obviously you know He's Scottish, and Obi Wan was he, he was British, British right? mean, yeah. Well, it doesn't really. But I don't think it really matters. Like you could have right. just flip it. Have Qui Gon, uh, have Liam Neeson be Obi Wan, have and then have Ewan McGregor be Anakin, and you've got a way better trilogy already. Did you get think, Liam Neeson for all three movies? I mean, maybe they couldn't get him. I don't know. But I think George Lucas's reasoning was that he wanted he wanted somebody that kids could relate to. But I feel like he missed the point that. You know, kids are going to go see Star Wars movies anyway because you know Luke was a yes. teenager. And but also, why do you want kids to relate to someone that's going to become one of the worst villains in the world? Right. That too. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> about that actually earlier because people say that, right? Like that's um that's why they put Will Wheaton in Star Trek: The Next Generation, right? And so that kids would be into it. I can tell you, as a kid, I didn't identify with the kids and stuff. The kids were lame. I wanted to be right. like the badass adults. <laughs> Right, exactly. I, I was never, yeah. I never related to Wesley, um, and I didn't relate, and, and I would not, I don't think if I was eight when this movie came out, I would have related to Jake Lloyd. I would have related to Obi-Wan. Yeah, as a 12-year-old, I was like, I want to be Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon. I was like, those right. are the people. Yeah. Exactly. As a 16-year-old, I was like, I want to be Darth Maul, <laughs> but still, <laughs> um, or Obi-Wan, right? But yeah, I didn't, I, I think, yeah, the idea of like, oh, throw a kid in it so the kids can relate to it. Kids will relate to it without the kids in it. They'll relate right. to the cool characters, right? Like, like they people watch Marvel. Like, like kids love Marvel movies. Right. And the actors in those, they're all adult. It's like they're doing, they're not doing Marvel movies with, you know, like, yeah. like a uh, kid. I'm trying to think of any of the kids, you know, have like the, whatever the, the Captain America's 
Bucky, Bucky in the original comics where he's like 12. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they made Bucky an adult and those movies are still popular. Like, anyway. That's a whole, I mean, Bucky's a character from World War Two from the 1940s. Well, yeah, I know. But I was and saying, in the 1940s, Bucky was like 12, wasn't he? Yes. Or am I thinking of the wrong person? No, no, you're right. That's why they did it. You, they 100% did it because of they wanted it to relate kids so kids could be like, same thing with Robin. And that's 100% what it is. Yeah, I'm, that's a perfect example. There is not a freaking kid on Earth that read Batman and Robin comics and like, man, I wish I could be Robin. <laughs> but that was the idea. That, that's that the idea, but it's thought. a dumb idea. That's my point. Oh, I it's agree. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a dumb I'm not smart. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Jake Lloyd is, honestly, I think he's awful in these. I, I just, I feel bad because he's a child. and He didn't you know, deserve the hate he gets. No, no, like, he doesn't deserve any an actor. It, yeah, it's yeah, just a job. doesn't deserve yeah. any hate. No, not at all. Exactly. But it's still bad. Yeah, I mean, I I can get hate. Those I mean, were the parts that I I liked the very least was the parts that were focused on him. Well, it's just I think it's hard. I think the idea of having to see this terrible villain as a child was not a good move. Well, yeah, that too. That right. they, they just shouldn't have done that. And then okay, some of the the really dumb shit is in Tatooine. Even though some like, my one of my favorite moments on Tatooine is the pod racing, but. Before we get that, I want to ask you guys a question. You'll know better than I will with this. I'm assuming the mitochondria stuff, that's dropped after this movie, right? Or shortly after this? Like, they don't keep that going. They don't talk about it again. Because it's the dumbest thing in the world. That yeah, they, But that is what Lucas was planning to. Lucas's plan for the sequel trilogy was for it to be about the about the midichlorians. But it's so stupid. It was going to be like midichlorian like society, like midichlorian characters living in, like, the subcellular, like, microscopic world. Like, God, I'm glad he yeah. wasn't involved in it yeah. after a while. That was, that, uh, I don't know if that was his... I should put this a different way. He sold Star Wars to Disney, and they told him he could still come and advise, and so he had a meeting with Dave Filoni or whoever, and or Kathleen Kennedy or whatever, and said, here's what I was thinking for the next movie, and pitched this <laughs> idea of, like, a midichlorian movie. It would be, yeah, like, like, Os- Osmosis Jones with Star Wars. <laughs> You're like that's great, George. Thanks. We'll uh, put. We're not gonna. Ask. Yeah, yeah. You you just go and retire now. We're good. We got this. Like the other dumb thing with that too is like where when Anakin he's like, well, how you know who's the father? And she's like, there was no father. I mean, I thought okay when I first. I think when I first saw this when I was younger, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, she's a single mother. She raised him. But the more I, you know, like, I mean, they point out in this movie, they're like, no, there is no father. I just wound up one day. I'm pregnant. Surprise. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, well, they're going for a Jesus thing. I know. And that's, and the, that that's is. the deal. It's like they're, they're saying the prophecy, the one who will balance the force will be conceived by the midichlorians. I mean, he does balance the force. Yeah. That's the thing that always got me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wait a minute. What do you think balance the force means, guys? Right. There's for hundreds of years, there have been zero Sith, as far as you know. And a whole bunch of Jedi. And now you know there's two Sith and a whole bunch of Jedi. What do you think balance the Force could possibly mean here? <laughs> think about that part when they did this. They're like, hmm, right. he's going to bring balance. Yeah, he's bringing balance. All right, buddy. Yeah. yeah, it's easy. It's easy to look at this movie through the eyes of the you know later sequels or whatever. When the theory was that, oh, the Jedi were very bad at what they did. And Jedi screwed it up. You know, the Jedi caused the, the rise of Darth Sidious and all this stuff. They did. But I think there's no textual evidence in the movies that's what's going on. It's just like right. the Jedi are the good guys and they defeated the bad guys and they just have to wait until Palpatine takes over. But yeah, like I, I've heard I've heard a good theory. That's a fan theory that the midi-chlorians was just was like a fringe scientific theory that they believed at the time. Like they believed that in humors or whatever, like in the old medieval days, they believed that four humors determined whether you're healthy or not or whatever. 
So at this point in history, they believe that the midi chlorians are make you force powers when maybe in reality it's more democratic than that. But yeah, maybe I don't know. But um, you know, it is a dumb idea. I agree. It, it, it's it's really no dumber than what was going on in the books at the time with uh, <laughs> Kevin J. Anderson. Uh, you know, with the the Jedi Academy trilogy, and they meet Kyle Katarn, and they have the little like force tester, and Kyle Katarn touches it, and it like launches uh, Luke across the room. Because Kalkatar is so powerful. Yeah, it's Kalkatar. When you have a mystical, when mystical force that's just supposed to be some sort of energy Zen thing, and you try to quantify it in scientific terms, it just gets pointless because you can't really quantify anything like that in science. Well, and I think the thing is, is what would always have been better is if no one is stronger or weaker in the force necessarily. If it's yeah. about instead your training, your mental yeah. discipline, your spiritual connection, right? Yoda yeah. can do more than other people because Yoda has spent 900 years training yeah. and becoming one with the force and becoming, you know, in tune with his, you know, and so Yoda is, you know, it's like, you know, you think about like in real life, like, you know, like a, a grandmaster martial artist isn't a grandmaster because he has higher chi than I do. It's right. because he's been training for like 30 years and or 50 years and He's dedicated his life to it. And also he is like smart and has, you know, good physical discipline. It's, it's all that kind of stuff. And, right. And, and I think that's Yoda's message in Empire to Luke, right? Yeah. Is size matters not, right? Yeah. And he, but Yoda doesn't say size matters not. Look at me. I'm small. You think I'm weak? No, I'm strong. <laughs> he says size matters not. Look at me. Think I'm weak, do you? <laughs> and well, you should not, for the Force is my ally, and a powerful ally it is. He doesn't say, for I am a badass. He says, for the Force, <laughs> he says, for the force is my ally. It's the Force that's powerful. Not also, Yoda. my mitochondrian clown is 30,000. So, yeah, uh, right. If he, he, imagine how stupid it would have been <laughs> if he had said, but you see, even though I'm short, my midichlorian count is off the charts. Only, you know, that's, I think it, the whole thing is so much better if you don't try to say, oh, this person's more powerful than this person, this person's more powerful than this person, and instead just say, Yoda's really good at using the Force. He's better at using the Force than anyone else. Yeah, it's just such a dumb one. I just don't... But the midichlorian thing is really bad. It's dumb. And the idea... And the Jesus parable stuff is stupid. (laughs) They should have just just had Mark Hamill come on and make up and be Luke's father, and, you know, maybe he dies right away or something. and, And what I will say is episode three does somewhat deal with that in a good way, right. actually, is oh, we, it, Palpatine heavily implies that his master or him impregnated a Shmi with the Force. Oh, yeah. Maybe, or maybe not the Force. I don't know. My it guess heavily is that implies he raped her, yeah. would be my guess. Of course. It, it, or yeah. it, you know, later forget with the Force. Or maybe he did impregnate, maybe he... You, but either way, he made it clear. He, he said, like, that we could even create life. Yeah, right? I, I think it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like the Immaculate Conception, but like Rosemary's baby, you know? It's like, you know, yes, exactly. Satan is immaculately conceiving you instead of... Exactly. Oh, that's, that is what, and I think that's better. That's better than it being, than him being, you know, space Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Rosemary's baby is, is better. Obi Wan is space Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wayne McGregor, that's space Jesus in the third movie. I think it's the third movie, right? Is that what? Is that the the one that people like the joke, the, the meme that goes around the internet every so often? Which one? The one where they go like, "Oh, my grandmother popped this with Jesus," and it's Wayne McGregor as Obi Wan. 
Oh, it probably is that one. That would be the one. That's the one where he's got the real big beard and all that. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, but I want to talk about pod racing. I love the fucking pod racing scenes so it's much. Good. I don't care how old I get. And I'm just like, well, I just, I can't, I, I love it. It's great. <laughs> that, that, was, that was one of the things that I liked. I didn't like actually when I was 16 and I hated when I was a little older. And now I watch it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And I could, uh, honestly, you could do a movie about pod racing and it could be pretty good, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a series or something, you know, Days of Thunder or something. Yeah, that was, I've, I've mentioned that before. That was um, a, pod, a podcast I listened to that talks about, that does movie criticism. That was a suggestion they had was Days of Thunder with pod racing. I mean, if so, I was just... No Jedi, the only, if the force comes in, is being used by a bad guy. But have yeah. just regular people having, you know, pod racing could be very cool i really like it i mean i just think it's a good scene i mean it's some, some action and you really need action in this movie at yeah. this point because nothing's been happening for hours so you need you need exciting stuff to happen and i and i think it it really delivers that i do think it's well designed i think i do think it may be the high point of the movie i guess af- maybe after the lightsaber scene or the lightsaber yeah. duel at the end i would but, say other than the lightsaber duel it's the it's the best part of the movie yeah I think the way everybody is dispatched is always, you know, it's everybody's dying, but it's hilarious. You know, everybody hits a wall or the Tuscan Raiders shoot them. Or, <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's just, it's just, them. yeah, they're just sniping. And then the announcers say, oh, no, it looks like some Tuscan Raiders are shooting at the pot. You know, <laughs> it's a good world and, building, you know. And Jabba's in here. I really like seeing Jabba in here, too. And uh, I, yeah. I like Jabba. No, it, I, I felt, again. I know it's fan service, but I'm okay with it because of the planet that he's in from. He's in charge at the time. Like I'm fine with it. I guess. I mean, it's not the same as like, you know, C-3PO being like, oh, he's built by the guy to become Vader. Like, that's a little too much. But having a like a mafia figure, godfather figure being at a gambling event on the planet that he's in that he's kind of in charge of. Like, I'm okay that that to me, I buy just fine. I can live with it. I just I don't think it was necessary either, but. So I can, it's not the worst thing in this movie, so no. Like yeah. I also enjoy like the first part when Darth Maul shows up and he fights Qui Gon Jinn for like a, you know a minute before they leave. That I love that. I love that because he <laughs> that's what I about earlier where he's using his double bladed lightsaber of just one blade and holding it like an yeah. actual katana with the the lever yeah. action and all that. I liked it a lot. I really like Darth Maul. Or it's, it's actually it's it's like the handles like a die katana where it's got like the really long hilt that they pivot. Yeah. Of course, the reason they do that is because the blade is like really long and heavy. But you know, whatever, it's fine. Oh, and one still- scene that I think we've been purposely ignoring that we should talk about <laughs> is throughout this movie. You have a part where the whole I, the whole plot of this movie is that they're trying to get Amidala because the, the Trade Federation invades your planet and they legally can't be there. All and they care about legalities apparently, unless she signs this paper saying yes, we can you can invade and kill all my people. That's fine. And well, it's it's not invading. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it's it's like well, I know. It's like the, basically submitting to the Trade Federation occupying their planet because yeah. they're not paying the taxes they want them to pay. <laughs> but the thing that's so stupid to me about it is like, can't you just forge your signature? Can't you just get somebody else to be like, you know? Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's, you know, it's a, it's it's space. It's yeah, space but also sci-fi. like sci-fi. They've got maybe they got like yeah. DNA signature. My other thing about that is like, you know, now that I know more about this movie and know more what's going on, like with Star Wars in general. Is like you realize that the whole point of what's happening is that, like, I mean, Paul Patine makes a comment. He's like, oh, they'll vote for me because they feel sorry for us. 
Like he's sacrificing all his own people just so he can, so though he'll get a, he'll get a, I'm, we feel bad for you vote. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not clear what his plan is because it doesn't make sense. Like he's trying to kill Padme, like at, at various points, unless well, he assumes he, that his so, forces are incompetent. So he's the senator from Naboo. Yes. Right. And so presumably when the Trade Federation kills her, yeah. then presumably he's going to come in and be like, see what happened? Because of the Chancellor not taking action against the Trade Federation, my queen is dead. And so now I'm going to move for a vote of no confidence. So, yeah. But then he realizes once she's alive in all Coruscant, oh, this is even better because if she does it, it'll be way easier for me to kind of maneuver myself into that position. Okay, that's a little bit. Than, than if he did it himself. Sense. I think that the political stuff is actually not bad at all. It's just so long. I mean, it's good to, like, I enjoy it now as an adult, but, like, the fact right. that you're selling this, I mean, people that, like, you know, are taking their kids to see this movie, they were expecting, you know, like, what Star Wars is. I mean, the first Star Wars is really just a, like we talked about before in that episode, it's just, a, you know, a Flash Gordon story, essentially. With it's action-packed. It's action-packed. Yeah, right. And I, and I timed is, it for you guys. I, I showed you the timestamps. It's 30 not. minutes between any kind of action. <laughs> Right. And it's yeah. and they're doing stuff, and the stuff they're doing isn't bad, but it's a full thirty minutes between any kind of action, and that might be a little long for your like you know space opera for children. <laughs> and isn't ET like yeah. in the whole Senate thing when she does the vote of no confidence? I mean, yeah, they put ET. Yeah, they put. Is yeah. he in this one or is it in episode three? He's in one. Of them. I, it's one of the one of the two. I didn't yeah. look for him. This time, I didn't look so for him either. I don't know. But there's like a whole, think... there's a whole group of them. There's like five ETs. Yeah. I think it's funny, though, that he's in it, just it's because. Because that means canon. And then that, of course, whenever he freaks out when he sees the kid dressed as Yoda and E.T., is because he recognizes Yoda. He's like, hey, <laughs> it's, it's Yoda. Oh, my gosh. It's what is Yoda guy. doing yeah, on exactly. Earth? I haven't seen E.T. in so many years. Yeah, when, yeah, they, go trick or tre- when they go trick-or-treating in broad freaking deadlight, daylight in that movie, that always, like, I was all, that always, is, when I was a kid, I was like, why are they trick-or-treating? It's like, Four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the sun is clearly up in the sky while they're trick-or-treating. But yeah, they they walk across the street and they see a kid dressed as Yoda. And he's like, Wah! it freaks out that the kid dresses Yoda. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> okay. oh, that's kind of funny. But I, yeah, I thought it was good. And I liked how he manipulated Padme so easily. Oh, he tricked yeah. her so easily. You could see how easily he's just pulling her strings and she falls for it a hundred percent. Yeah. Ian McDermott knows what movie he's in and he knows yeah. like, he he's knows that I'm a, whirling. yeah, he's like a campy villain. Not in this <laughs> one so much, maybe the other ones, but he he's definitely, still pretty campy in this one. He's like yeah. very obviously yeah. bad. If you didn't know that he was a bad right. guy, you'd still be like, man, this guy's shady. Like there's right. something yeah, up he, with this guy. He leans in close, whispers him. in their ear. Yeah, whispers like, in your ear. Now watch the bureaucrats, the ones who are really in charge. Right. They go to work. The chancellor will fold, and then the chancellor folds, and he's like, <laughs> and but but then at the end he's like, well, I've been elected chancellor. I really want you know a welcome, a, a surprise, but a welcome one. Right. Like, <laughs> like, exactly. Right? And then and then he's like, so anyway. Not anything. Yeah. I can't do anything for Naboo, but you know, it's good that I'm the chancellor now, right? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I like that Naboo. part. Yeah. yeah, that's really what happens. He's like kind of shocked. He's like, oh, you're going to go back to Naboo, huh? And then she walks out, and he almost smiles. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. He's a great. He does a great job as an actor in this, though. Yeah, I really enjoy his performance. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's great in all. Great. Yeah, he's great in all three movies. And like I said, he knows that he's in. He knows it's the campy serial adventure. And that 
you better have a good mustache twirling villain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I really appreciate Palpatine more because of like Clone Wars. Oh, makes I, me appreciate. Yeah, he's good in Clone Wars. Yes. Too. Something I just was thinking about, I, I noticed because I, I watched that scene today when he gets elected, or when, or not when he gets elected, but after she does the vote of no confidence, he's saying who the candidates are, and and they say, or not him, someone else is says Bail Organa of Alderaan and so-and-so of Chandrilla. Chandrilla, now we know from watching Andor, is Mon Mothma's planet. Oh! And I thought it would have been a really easy... They could have said Mon Mothma of Chandrilla, but they don't. They say some other person. Well, she... Mon Mothma was supposed to be... I think I brought this up in Andor, but she was supposed to be in Revenge of the Sith. She was... They filmed the scene, they cut her out. Yeah. Yeah. Her scene was deleted, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Which... Again, but uh, that's a cool touch that they kind of, you know, like there was something there. I mean, maybe Aldrin he meant Chandrilla it. at the center of politics. Yeah. That's cool, and of course, Bail Organa is in the next movie, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plays a big so part in the movie, too. Yeah. Well, you get the pod racing we talked about. You have right. you know, everything with the gambling where he, you know, frees Anakin, but doesn't free his mother. And then that leads he to. He uses the... the force to cheat. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you have when they go back to you see the Jedi Council, you see Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu, you have Yoda, you have them be like, we can't train him, he's too old. Yet, Qui Gon's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So, yeah. and then just yeah. because well, you know what? dies, he they agree to it. He doesn't say that actually, though. It's interesting. I thought that too. Well, he, but says, he, de- he agrees. He he says like you know very well. He doesn't doesn't argue too much. And then he just tells uh, Anakin, yeah, you're not going to be a Jedi anyway. Stay close to me and watch everything I do. <laughs> Is what he tells them. But yeah, they go before the council. Right, they go before the council. They they interview Anakin and Mace Windu's holding like a. It's doing like the little ESP card thing. Yeah. You know? And Anakin's mm-hmm. just like, as soon as it flashes, like a boat, a, a ship, a speeder, a, right? Blah, blah blah. Like immediately, and you can tell like Mace Windu's like, oh, all right, this kid, mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah. But then it all comes down to like, oh, we can't train you because you're angry because your mom your is your you miss your mom. And it's like, man, y'all have really got a bad. Like, you can tell this kid is incredibly powerful. What exactly do you think is going to happen if you don't train him? Right. Like, you either need to train him or kill him. You can't just, like, let him loose, right? I mean, don't yeah. you understand that if you don't if you don't train someone, they just won't know what to do, right? Like, yeah, that's all that works. Yeah, like, yeah, it's... Like it's, in superhero it's, stuff, you know, they won't become a villain. And, and Yeah, like the, the villain from uh, uh, The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, what happens? I mean, the um, Jedi, the Jedi console is so, like... Well, it's it's interesting because uh, Mace Windu, whenever they reveal, you know, whenever uh, they give the report and they talk about the uh, Darth Maul, they're like, they don't, they're like, could this be the Sith? And then Mace Windu's like, I don't think the Sith would be operating. We would know. He <laughs> says that. He says, I think we yeah, would. He, does. he says, we would be able to sense it. And Yoda goes, oh, the dark side, hard to see it is. Right. And Mace Windu's like, Okay, like it's I I like it because Mace Windu like defers to Yoda immediately. It's like mm-hmm. not. It's like okay, yeah, you know, like sure, Yoda's right. I mean, Yoda's. I'm not going to argue with Yoda. He's like you know, eight hundred something years old at this point. So or nine. I, I guess he's how old is he when he dies? He's saying not. He just says nine hundred, right? Yeah. So he's like eight hundred and seventy years old or whatever. Yeah. You know? Or 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 he was older than nine hundred um, when he died. And he was just as you know rounding right. off. Yeah, I was trying to remember if he said exactly how old, but. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah, with 900 years you reach, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I like that whole thing, but it was dumb. And then, yeah, Qui-Gon is like, well, I'll train him then, and he'll be my apprentice. And they go, uh, a Padawan you already have. And he's like, I oh, know, Obi-Wan <laughs> could be a Jedi. 
And they're like, I think Yoda's like, I think our own council we will keep on who can and cannot be a Jedi. <laughs> and then and and he's like, no, for real, he's you know he's he's good. I mean, he's you know he's he's hot headed and still needs training and all. Uh, he's hot headed and you know has a hard time no knowing how to listen to the Force, but you know, <laughs> but he's ready. He, but he can do it. <laughs> it's it's kind of the way. But I think he's he's skilled or he's capable. That's what he says. He's capable. And he uh, proves it after he kills Darth Maul, so hey. Yeah, so they go ahead and make him. He's like, all right, well, you killed someone. You got mad and killed someone, so you can be a Jedi now. Uh, (laughs) You use one of the senses you're not supposed to use. Hate, anger, but hey, here you go. We'll grant you master. (laughs) Or just, I know, just Jedi Knight probably, but still. I guess, I mean, Anakin calls him master. But that's because he's his his master. Like Ahsoka calls Anakin master and... That's true. Spoiler, he's that, not a master. <laughs> that, that, that always, like, bugged me a little bit in Clone Wars, actually. <laughs> we give you, we, we grant you rank, we grant you the council, but we don't give you rank of master. Well, no, it's just that Ahsoka calls him master when he's still, he's still a Padawan. Wasn't he a Jedi Knight? Oh, he's, I guess he's a knight by Clone Wars, isn't he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because, yeah. yeah, you have to be to have a Padawan, I'm assuming. <laughs> we'll get there later but that was my whole point is that uh, according to the movies there's no reason for that anakin would have had a, a padawan by clone wars but yes. they wanted to give a, a young insert character for the children to relate to i mean this <laughs> is off topic to this but i i think having ahsoka makes complete sense because having ahsoka and having all the things that happened to her oh yeah show why he goes to the dark side because of everything they did, if you don't have her and you don't have her getting, but you know, pretty much, uh, you know, she becomes a fugitive at one point because they blame her for a crime without investigating enough. Like all that stuff, I feel like leads to what happens in Invents of Sith, but without it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, so, you're right. You're we'll right. Get there in a ah, Ahsoka's a great character too, so, but yeah. And they don't mention it at all in that movie for some reason. So weird, huh? <laughs> That's another story. Uh, but okay, I think some of the things we hadn't mentioned. Okay, when they do return back to the planet, you know, you have after we, we talked about the Darth Maul, you have all the soldiers fighting, you have the Gungan War, where they have the whole huge battle where they fight the right. the robots, which is let's sell toys. I think the uh, definitely of these three battles, the lightsaber duel is the most interesting. I feel like this, the ending of this movie is pretty weak of the prequels. Yeah, I do think it's the weakest. I because I can't get. The Gungan stuff, all right, it's it's interesting because it's different, but then the space battle is just kind of like every other Star Wars space battle. It doesn't give anything new to me. No, it, and yeah, the fact it's that a, it's a bad space battle. It's too chaotic. Yeah. It's too much CGI. Um, that is something also we didn't talk about yet that I, I wanted to mention is one of my main gripes with this movie is that everything is like shiny and futuristic looking. <laughs> that's and true. that's not Star Wars. That's just not what Star Wars is. One of the the charms of Star Wars is how everything is kind of retro and junky. And, 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 and it's not, you, it, it doesn't have to be as like, well, you know, the rebellion, all their stuff is like busted because they're like scrappy rebellion. All right, sure. But then you got like the, the empire stuff looks like super industrial and boxy and all that. Yeah. It's, it's not busted, but it's still, you know, everything's very industrial. I don't even know where to put it, but in this, everything's like super smooth looking. Everything's just very smooth and rounded and chrome. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of chrome, right? Probably because uh, early and CGI is, and just what is. Lucas was going for. But it's, but it, it is only the Naboo, I guess. So I guess it's fine. You can say, okay, well, it's because the Naboo. That's like a Naboo thing. Okay, I like, sure. yeah. But I still I kinda, don't like it. I kind of like the design of the ships, like the chrome ship and then the Naboo starfighters. I like that they kind of I do like them. I like them. I don't, fit, I don't think they fit into Star Wars is the thing. I, I do like 
Yeah. I guess they kind of do. The Naboo Starfighter does kind of have like a somewhat of a similarity to like the uh, the cloud car, the best thing cloud cars a little bit from Empire, like a similar kind of like aesthetic to it. I really like yeah. those. I don't yeah. mind some things being new, I guess. I know what you mean, though. You know, it doesn't have that same lived in quality. And then it maybe because it may be because it's CG as opposed to stock models, or it could be just the design was such that they wanted to look different. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't have that same quality. Yeah, it just doesn't. Have, it's fine. And it can, it even makes narrative sense. It just it, it doesn't have that quality that you like in a um in a in a Star Wars. I mean, I like the design of the droid. Or sorry, what do you call it? The droid command ship. Like that's an interesting design. Like it looks. Yeah. It's, it's circular. It's kind of asymmetrical. But the concept behind know. the droid command ship is also kind of dumb because like we've been yeah. we've been seeing droids in Star Wars yes. for forever, and this is the first time. It would be like, all right, but these droids, they're remote control. Right. Because in Star Wars, you have to blow up something at the end. Right. So That's they needed exactly. something to blow up. And I don't get why, if there was a, when there was a blockade, there was like a hundred of these ships. And suddenly, there's still a blockade, but all the other ships have left. And now there's only the one <laughs> in purple. Yeah. Well, I guess that I, one ship is like the, the, the mother ship. Well, why not have like a couple dozen other ones around just in case something like this happens? Yeah. Exactly. Like there's no reason other than... You don't want the heroes to overmatch. There's no other reason to like have all the big blockade end. I mean, there are so many freaking giant ships up there when they when yeah. they show them escaping when and then when they start to fight. Yeah. But I guess the one ship controls everything, or that one ship controls the army. I never really got that. Like, what's supposed to be happening? The one ship controls the ar- controls the droid army, but I guess okay. the other ones are just the same size of ship and everything. So why not just have a bunch of them there? Yeah, they each control a little bit of, of the army, so that way if you take out, if you were to destroy one, your whole army's only, um, part of your army's done. Yeah. yeah, so that's why, to me, it's lazy. It's like, it's it's it very is. lazy, like, if we blow up this one ship, because we have to blow up something at the end of a Star Wars movie, then everything will be solved, and we can have a big celebration. So, I mean, even when I was a kid, I was like, ugh, I was underwhelmed by this battle. I never thought about that till just now, by the way. Well, see, this, this is the burden of me. Yes, I'm 34, too, and this is, this is what I <laughs> thought about. What did my life come to? What does my life okay. come to? My complaint was the fact that it's a kid that does it, that doesn't know how to fly and just gets on the right. ship and, and yeah, just yeah, randomly starts shooting. So many midichlorians. Okay, that makes okay, that makes sense. Right. No, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm it's, fu- it's it's kind of funny <laughs> when it happens. I I always have thought it's kind of funny in Star Wars where it's like, all right, we can't shoot this thing because it's you know we got to break through the shields, but we could just fly straight through it. That'll work. <laughs> And it's in this movie specifically, like, it's not, because you think Return of the Jedi, they've got to take out the shields before they can fly into it. Yeah. This one, he just accidentally flies into their hangar. Bay. Yeah. And then blows up the entire ship. Also accidentally. He's shooting at the droids, and he he's like, take this! And he presses the missiles, and it fires like, whoa! It's it's also... Well, okay, my guess for the force field is yeah. with the Death Star, it's a force field that's not letting things in where this is a force field at a ship to let ships in and out, so it's more of like an air barrier type thing. I guess, but they're trying to shoot it. They're like shooting at it, and they're like, oh, we can't get through the shields. They say that while they're oh. shooting. Well, then they're yeah. just fucking stupid. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what I it's got. Just it's just dumb. I mean, it's fun, but I guess, but it's not, yeah. But the thing about it, I think the worst thing about it is the, I think the worst thing about it is that it's intercutting with Duel of the Fates. Yeah. So it's taking us away from the best part of the movie, to right, cut yeah. to a mediocre space battle. Right. And also a pretty mediocre, you know, gun battle. Yeah, with, the uh, Gungan stuff, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, oh, I was even thinking about that. There's, no, you're there's, thinking about when they're in the castle. Oh, and stuff. yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, when that's, they're in the castle, yeah. Oh, and, God. and they capture Padme and then fake 
you know, Kira Knightley comes like, ah, you you don't have me yet. You don't have me yet, Faisal. And, <laughs> and they just walks up, pulls out a gun, says her quip, and then shoots two droids and then runs off before anyone thinks to shoot at her. Because, you know, droids are famously, like, have slow reaction time. <laughs> you know, robots and all that. And then while, you know, racist car- uh, caricatures are like, oh, go get them. She, you know, Padme runs over to the throne, sits there, types in a code to open the armrest to pull two pistols out, calls her captain, throws him a gun, and then they both stand up and shoot the droids. And it's it's a long, str- it's, a, it's a badly choreographed scene. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you're cutting between three things you don't want to watch during the best about. scene in the movie. I do think the Gungan stuff, though, is not bad. I like the idea that they have these, like, balls that short out electronics. Yeah, it's, it's different. It is. All, it's different. Yeah. And and I like that. I like it's kind of dumb, but like Jar Jar jumps. He, like, knocks one down and then jumps up and down on it. Like, yeah, take that. And then he <laughs> kicks it and it gets wrapped around his foot. And then he jerks his foot to the side and it accidentally shoots one. So then he starts purposely shooting them by kicking his foot in different directions. And it's like, the gun is just accidentally going off. Okay, whatever. Right. <laughs> and here's the problem. Like, that's funny because Jar Jar's clumsy and, you know, yeah, and he does that stuff. But then when Anakin does it, you have a second character, a second hero who's clumsy and blows up something else by accident. Right. I assume because they don't want you don't want the kid to look like he likes blowing up people on a ship or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And we see because there are people on the ship that aren't just We see them die dead. in a fire. Right. Yeah. It shows them consumed by flames when it blows right. up. It okay, was, it, it's not characters. necessary. It was not necessary. It shows them <laughs> like oh, and just fire <laughs> washing over them. It's like Terminator Two when right. she's viewing the future. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's um. Some horrid stuff. But I do like when Jar Jar runs to dive under the wagon full of the balls, and then the wagon goes and takes off, and he's like, ah! And he jumps on the back and ends up causing it to open, and then it falls. The balls roll down the hill and take out yeah. a ship. That's it's fun. like Looney Tunes. You know? It it's is like, very Looney Tunes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they sacrifice so many Gungans, too, like the idea that they're just like, well, we know we're going to lose a lot of you, but bye! You're, yeah, but it's to save their planet. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're getting into. I guess yeah. I guess when I ever see like the whole planets, I always wonder to myself like, aren't there going to be like you know, aren't there other civilizations on a planet or just really just I know a Star Wars is just one thing on every planet. But then again, Star Trek's the same. So well, yeah, I mean, it's, I think you know, the, far enough in the future, you have one world government, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's actually kind of unique. It is kind of unique. Although I think the the lore is that the the humans were not native and the Gungans were native. But oh. the, the Naboo, Nabooians were, like, colonized maybe, like, 10,000 years ago or whatever. Oh, yeah? But but they're, yeah, so they're, so that's why there's kind of hostility, because they know the humans are not technically native to the planet. That makes sense. But that's not spelled out in the movie. No, yeah, it's, it's it, but it would make sense, because otherwise, right. how do you have two completely different, intelligent, you know, races? Um, yeah, evolving on a planet, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you do another planet, planet. you have the Mon Cal- Calamari and the squid people that evolve in that Ah, uh, but those are, they're more similar, I would say. One's, oh. I mean, this one's they're, a mammal. Yeah, fiction. you're right, they're both. Yeah. Yeah. One's they're a mammal, right. one's whatever Gungans are. <laughs> Amphibians. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then we have, well, we have the final lightsaber battle as well, which is great. We've all Duel said that. It's great. So good. Duel of yeah. Fate's amazing. Best song, the best uh, music to come out of this movie. Probably come out of the prequel trilogy. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Probably one of the best yeah. scenes, too. Top, definitely top three scenes of the prequel. Oh, I think it's the number one. Yeah, for you sure. Know, when, they're, when, they all, when they're zooming in everybody's faces with the lightsaber, that's gold. When they like when the, the chorus starts up and it just zooms in everybody's faces. So yeah. Good. yeah. And when Darth Maul blocks both their lightsabers at once. Yeah. And it like zooms in on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's good camera work. So there was, good there's, there's good stuff in here. It's just yeah. right at and the end. A lot of good force using of them. You know, like, I mean, he, he straight up like kicks. Oh, uh, he just does a straight sidekick into Obi-Wan's chest and he goes flying. He falls like four or five stories, hits a catwalk, bounces off that catwalk, falls down another one. And, and then he manages to just like he pulls himself up. Like he, and he like for, obviously force pulls himself up because he's like jumps up to his feet and then leaps up back up to where they're at. It's pretty cool. And right after he kicks Obi Wan like that, Qui Gon just viciously backhands Darth Maul right in the face and knocks him <laughs> down. It's it's pretty cool. Like there's it's it's great because they're doing stuff that we never could have shown in the original trilogy. You know? Yeah. Like you remember, you know, like in the first movie where they're literally swinging around reflective tape. Right. You know. They have to be very, like, wooden because it's not going to look right unless they're standing at the exact right angle. And then in the next one, in Empire, you've got what I would say is probably the second best Star Wars duel ever is, yeah. is Vader and, and Luke on Bespin. Yeah, I would agree. And, but even then, you know, they're not, they're they're po- still, it's still pretty wooden for the most part, partly because Vader's a big cyborg man. But, <laughs> and, but you know, and then in Return of the Jedi, you get, you know, Vader you know, kicks Luke down some stairs at one point. But in this one, I mean, Darth Maul's flipping around. He's throwing some, he's throwing a snap kick into someone's face so he can attack the other person. It's such a dynamic, well-choreographed scene. I've watched it so many times. I remember when I was in college, um, and it was before YouTube existed, one of the first, like, videos that I, like, pirated and had burned on a CD was the Duel of the Fates duel. Yeah. And it was done like it was like from like a like it was like from Thailand. So it had like Thai subtitles on the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. All right. I love it. <laughs> and then, yeah, so Qui-Gon dies and we right. have the funeral pyre because we mm-hmm. established at the end of Return of the Jedi that we burn force users. So then that's what we're going to be doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's I think I'm fine with it. And it's good. It's great. It's whatever. I feel a little bit like. There's things that happen in Star Wars, the original trilogy, that were kind of incidental. And then the prequels and the sequels all feel like they have to slavishly just stick to those things. Yeah. And, and they don't. Like the right? lightsaber he dropped from Vespin that all of a sudden randomly was in Maz's hands? Yeah, like that? Well, it, yeah, that's really bad. But I, I just think even, <laughs> even the idea of that we burn him on a pyre, because yeah. Luke randomly decided to burn Vader on a pyre. It's not like Luke had any way to know that Jedi right. did that. Right? No, because yeah. all their stuff is erased from existence. It was, right. I mean, I mean he's basically unless Yoda, and yeah. unless Yoda happened to tell him, right? Right. <laughs> right. Before we burn died. our oh, dead, Luke. Except for some people disappear. Except, right. No, it's it was, dead. We burn, Luke. The dead we burn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely like, oh, they did this in Return of the Jedi. Well, they better do it in this one too. Exactly, and it's there's yeah. nothing wrong with it, but it's just a symptom of a larger problem, I think. Right, yeah, it's continual callbacks. And then, yeah, and then, well, speaking of which, then we have to have the big 
parade at the end, the big metal ceremony. I do want to say one thing before. Yes. I do really like the scene where he says, which ones, but which one did we kill? The master or the apprentice? And then it just zoom. It just kind of focuses on Palpatine's face ah. for a second. I like that scene oh, because yeah, yeah. It, is, it is very much like, this is the guy who's the real villain, but I feel like a movie today would have done it. I feel like it's a little, it's kind of subtle too, because they never have a scene where Palpatine like, takes off his mask and like be as be evil. He's like basically basically fooling everybody the whole movie and you never see him except for that one scene. You never get a hint that, oh, it's really Palpatine. Right. Except for the name. Yes. I mean, oh, unless yeah, you yeah. unless you happen to see the other Star Wars movies. But yes, <laughs> I do. I do like that. I do like that little focus it has on him. I always did. Totally. Yeah. I, 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 I there's a lot of stuff I enjoy. Like, I think this in this time, if I watch the movie twice today, like the whole part where like I never caught before where he's like, well, I can't help you, Padme. I it's going to take forever for me to get like, you know, he didn't give a shit about the planet. He just used her to get control. Right. Then he's like, oh, well, right. so I, I like all that. Like where he's, he's I, I love him. The fact how much he orchestrates in this. I mean, not even really just movies, but everything with the prequel stuff is just. Mwah. But again, I'm including Clone Wars. So, yeah, which I shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> but I am. So as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, or, or as Peter did, it's it's a convoluted plan. It's a really his his plan. It's a convoluted plan that was clearly made up as they went along right. with the movies. Yeah, exactly. But in this movie, the plan mostly makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to become the chancellor, and he's using his planet. I mean, but it never explains why the Trade Federation are listening to him. Because he presumably is using he's he's helping them somehow. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. Yeah, presumably he's like, I've got connections. I don't know how it began. He's like, oh, I got connections in the Senate because you assume he doesn't tell them, oh, my name is Palpatine. But he does tell them he has connections in the Senate. He, right. he They say, like, is that legal? Right. And he's yeah. like, I will make it legal. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Is that legal? You guys care? Like, why does he even care at this point? And and you think, that, is that legal? You you wonder, you know, do these you wonder if you guys I wonder if the like. I wonder if the guy we keep talking to on a hologram is the same guy who's the president of space, you know, yeah. it looks kind of similar, but I, I mean, it sounds incredibly similar, right? Maybe it's just a coincidence. <laughs> no, I mean, why do they never get into that? Because in real life you would see through that, but it's a fantasy right. show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Clark Kent Superman situation. Right, you exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have the big celebration at the end. They, and they, they hold the, the big glowing orb. I like <laughs> this. That is. I like the music too. Yeah, it's a good music. It's, it's the music. Emperor's theme. Did you know that? It's the Emperor's theme just sped up a bit. Oh, yeah, I did not. Yeah. yeah, if you listen to it again, Mike, you'll see. You'll hear it. Yeah. Okay. It goes, ho, 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 ho. Anyway. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I like upbeat ending in, in movies. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why I like Solo a lot, and I like this movie, because they're both, uh, and Return of the Jedi and New Hope, because they're all upbeat. Yeah, it is upbeat. Wait, Solo an upbeat ending? I he think so. Kills his, he kills his best friend and goes off on his own. I don't know. Well, I love Solo. But then they fly off into the sunset or whatever. I, I don't know. So. I really want to watch Solo again because I I haven't watched them since Rise of Skywalker came out. I watched everything, yeah. just about except for Return of the Jedi for some reason. But I look forward to getting back to them all. Yeah, I like Solo, but it's definitely in the middle of around the same area as this movie for me. It's above this movie probably, but not a lot above. But anyway. We're just, I think we're just kind of digesting the final elements of the movie. Yeah. My wife handed me about the, about how my mailbox is too cold. There's too much snow in front of it and I have to plow. Oh no. <laughs> seems like, seems like a good time to wrap it up then maybe. Well, I was like, what the uh, hell is I, I just, just, I just I'm finished. like, what's going on here? And I'm, I'm sitting here in the dark and I'm like, I couldn't see because I have all the lights on me where I'm recording. And then all of a sudden there's a wife and then I've just been handed the bulletin. 
Mailboxes. Need your help. Your letter wants to provide you with a timely, regular delivery, which you deserve. However, your carrier is having trouble reaching your mailbox. He cannot maintain the timely delivery of your mail and do it safely. He suspects to repeatedly dismount his vehicle, cross ice, or climb snowbanks. Oh no! There's a lot more, but that's where I'm going to stop. This is like an opening crawl. I know. I I got one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs about how (laughs) I need to fix that. So I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Well, I finished my beer, so I think we're ready. We're, we're at the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. <laughs> and I'll go. I'm going to put this on the shelf because I freaking, I still love this movie. I enjoyed this movie when I was younger. I enjoyed this movie when I watched it a few years ago. I still really like this movie. Even though I only halfway pay attention the two times I watched it today, I still just really like this movie. I think it's just a, for me, it's just a really good film. I mean, there's issues. Never disagree with that. There's lots of issues, but I'm going to put it on the shelf, and it's one of my favorite Star Wars films. What about you, Peter? You know what? I mean, I'm hemming and hawing between two, but I'm going to say put it in the box. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you should watch it, but there's no real reason to revisit it unless you're a diehard fan, I think. It's it's kind of clunky. There's parts of it that are good, and there's a lot more parts of it that are just mediocre, and there's a couple parts that are really terrible. And for me, it's the worst of the prequels. And Ooh. I can't. Oh. I know. It's, you're telling it's, me you like sand that is rough and coarse? I will. When we get everywhere. to Attack of the Clones, I will defend Attack of the Clones. Ooh, I can't I, wait for this. I I don't think it's a good movie either, but I do think it has more elements that I that I like in it. So Phantom Menace goes in the box for me. Okay. No, I can't wait to hear <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about you, Carrie? I'll do, I'll do the the stack. I liked it a lot better than I thought I was going. To. I liked it a lot better than I remember liking it. But I still don't think it's a good movie. I think it's a middle of. I think it's a mediocre movie. It's fine. It's better than some of the bad ones. I'd watch it before I'd watch, you know, the Rise of Skywalker or Episode Three or Episode Two or the Last Jedi. It's I don't know. It's probably on a similar level to Last Jedi to me. But I think it's better than the Last Jedi. Um, okay. I think that's even worse. But though not for the reason most of the internet feels. But. I don't know. Yeah, it's very like it's like the seventh or eighth best Star Wars movie. And that's not a high bar because I really (laughs) think there's only five or six good Star Wars movies. I actually think there's only four good Star Wars movies, but still it it will say stack. You're right. I don't think I'm going to watch it again for a long time, but I I, I wouldn't throw it away. I wouldn't throw it away. It's got some it's got some good bits here and there. And next time you hear all three of us, you're going to hear us talk about Attack of the Clones. (laughs) A begun these Clone Wars have. You know what? Maybe I'll have the same experience. I'll watch it and be like, why did I hate this? This is good. <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe. I doububt it too. I there think, are uh, in minute ten of the Padme uh, Anakin <laughs> courtship scene, you may regret your decision. But yeah, I mean, maybe if you turn off the subtitles, mute the TV, and you can't tell what they're saying, you'll enjoy it because you won't have to and hear. Then put him. on Casablanca. And then or he wants to hear. You're the, soft. Uh, I like great. soft. During that whole scene, you just like play like the raindrop falling on my head. <laughs> yes. See, there's a good, there's a good love montage. It's simple yeah. and it's done in a couple of minutes. You just ignore everything they're saying and like all the rapey stuff he's saying and all like the real like. Because <laughs> God, he gets so fucking creepy in there. Like, oh, it's it bad. Does. It does. Yeah, it's it's bad stuff. Oh, okay. And if right. you want. <laughs> And if you want to hear more Star Wars, we'll see if I can, how many I read. Uh, Star Wars, Shadow of the Empire, Comic 41, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, Film 37, Obi-Wan Kenobi, TV 5, Empire Strikes Back, Film 32, Star Wars The Last Command, Comic 37, A New Hope, Film 29, Dark Force Rising, Comic 36, Book of Boba Fett, TV 4, 
Star, Star Wars Air of the Empire, Comic 34, The Mandalorian Season 1, TV 2, Dark Empire 2, Comic 30, Dark Empire 1, Comic 27, Force Unleashed, Episode 115, The Mandalorian Season 2, TV 1, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Episode 87, Nice Zero Public, Episode 69, you know what, I'm getting tired of Tars, <laughs> Shelf the Empire, Episode 48, and Star Wars Holiday Special, Film 6, and... You could you yeah. could have a web page where you just say list the Star Wars episode. Yeah, I, I do actually. I'm I don't really you know I don't really have much of a website for this show at all. I really should make one one day, but I don't I don't care. I I care, but I don't want to do it myself. I care or pay someone to do it. So so if I do kind of want to pay someone, but the show doesn't make enough money to make me want to pay somebody. So we'll see someday when the show makes money. I'll I'll definitely hire because I need to I need to make a real website like a good one, and then I don't have to do what I'm doing every time. But you can go see the notes. I can just plug the page in the bottom. All right, that's everything. Uh, Peter, where can people find you at? You can find my book called The Fifth Civilization on Amazon. It's available on Kindle or in a physical format. It's part of a trilogy, and it's a really great sci-fi adventure. So check out The Fifth Civilization wherever books are sold. Right, and you cannot get it in Amazon Canada, by the way. Oh, no. It's not on Amazon.ca, but you can ship it from regular Amazon to Canada. I found out. You pay 20 bucks, but you can ship it, which is actually a lot cheaper than what FedEx would be. So I'm again on the phone to Justin Trudeau immediately. Okay. <laughs> I tried to buy an Amazon CA uh, CA for somebody. I was like, hmm, and I and I thought of the Scott Pilgrim joke. I'm like, what's Amazon? Can it? What's Amazon.ca? Amazon.ca. Okay, thanks. And I did, <laughs> and it worked. I went to Amazon CA. Okay, so and Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, I'm Carusetta, K E R O O S E T A on Twitch. Uh, I repair and modify video game consoles, and also just kind of throw it on anytime I'm playing something on my PS5. So. You watch me play video games. The uh, Dark Souls, uh, by the time this airs, probably not. I'll say the Dark Souls community event starts uh, today. So be streaming a lot of that. But This will be early February. When okay, well, it won't be uh, not that. But I'll be doing something. Okay. <laughs> All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have over 400 other episodes of the show. So go check out our giant fucking catalog of shit that we cover. <laughs> we do comics, <laughs> movies, TV shows, games. I do everything. Everything I feel like doing. So, and I can find people that want to do it with me. So, definitely go check out that giant catalog. You can find everything on Podbean if you can't find them. What's on Spotify or iTunes? Also, want to give us all my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. And one of yourself, my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me, started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40s. Definitely go check him out. If you want to support the show, we do have Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you can vote in our Patreon polls we have every month. So, definitely help out the show. And if you and if you put more in the money, I'll advertise you or whatever your product is. So go do that, too. You can sponsor the show. And also, please follow Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. And we have a Discord if you want to chat with us. Please go join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. I think that's everything I need to say. We will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>